Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of two pros and a cup of joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever the hell you are, making us a part of your Wednesday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We will take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. How the hell are we feeling on a Wednesday? Come on Wonderful. now. I mean, just so excited from Hard Knocks, man. I, what a great show. What's your I mean, problem? What a show. With, what's your problem with Hard Knocks? All right. What do you what, mean? Why, why do you get to bury it? All right. You know, I'm not I, burying it. You, I'm, we're, we're leading off with it. Listen, I happen to like Hard Knocks. All right. It, that sounds weird. But why'd it, you laugh? Because, <laughs> because why'd it, you laugh when you said it? Because it makes me think about a a text chain I was involved in last night. Uh, when oh, I say that, uh, yeah. but I just. I like it because it's the unofficial start to the NFL season for me. That's how I feel about it. Because then it feels like, okay, August is here. Now it's training camp, an inside look. You guys have been through all this stuff. Well, some of us had to I live mean, vicariously through some of these players. I, I'm just about the all-22. So I, that, that, when, when a, a game starts, that's when it starts for me. Like I'm not one of those drama, TV show type guys like you are, Jonas. So mm-hmm. we've already had the Hall of Fame game. So the season's already started for me. What about last chance you? Did you guys like last chance? 
Chan Chiu, the Netflix show? I I actually did. I loved it. I, I actually love Last Chance. I, I liked it better than Hard Knocks, but I'll take what I can get. And so we get Dan Campbell fired up talking I about. I actually like Hard Knocks, to be honest. Yeah, you like it more than Last Chance You or did you watch it last night? No. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I did. I saw the highlights. Yeah. That's. <laughs> I always that's see the highlights. If I know we're going to talk about stuff, I'll go find it. I'll tell you something. The NFL does a good job of promoting it, but they are so over the top of, like, building hype around it. It's getting to the point now where, like, the Aiden Hutchinson scene, you know, the Billie Jean song, okay, cool. But they're like, this may be the greatest performance ever in Hard Knocks history uh, for a a rookie performer. And I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean? I mean, well, they first the, off, the making history deals, you know, it, it, it's 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 a, it's a low bar anyway. Right. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the reality of it, too. It is. But I mean, what's I mean, what was your song that you performed when you were a rookie and they and they brought you up there? You didn't have to perform a song. You just had to do yeah. something. Yeah. Did you name what yeah. your signing bonus was? Is that the uh, the protocol? There was some of that in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did uh, did Willie McGinnis like uh, make you, uh, you know, sing like uh <laughs> You know, some some Cleveland, Ohio uh, bass band like Camara or Mushroomhead or some hard rock metal what? band like that that you're into. Come on, man! I'm dropping no. Cle- I'm dropping Cleveland heavy metal here on you. I mean, this is what I do. Yeah, I mean, no, none of that. Was none the of case. that. No, 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 yeah. Millie Vanilli. No, no. Uh, like yes, good, that, good that was it. Thank right. you. I was I was hoping you'd point that just out. Just curious. It was Millie Vanilli. Yep, just, Millie just, Vanilli. I was just curious. Yeah. I just wanted to know what I mean, to, what you the might have been a cool like. Millie Vanilli cue. No, I'm just saying. Good songs, man. The little black stretch tights, the the, the jackets, Jesus. the top hat. <laughs> Baby, don't forget my number. Uh, we'll see you through. You know, I'm just saying. Was that another one they they lip synced on, or was that uh, was that one they one of their originals? Uh, look, I mean, the songs they lip synced on. I don't know who were the actual creators of it. Those are great songs. So, blame um, it on the rain. Good song again. Did another classic. Actually, have originals though? No, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. Whatever you do, don't put the blame on you. Look at that. Let's blame it on the rain. What else? Yeah, was it just good. the rain? Uh, there was that one. There, there was something else. Yeah, there's one more. Who knows? Oh, okay. uh, and and uh, furthermore, who cares at this point? But uh, we do have uh, football talk here. Um, yeah, man. You guys, uh, you guys ready to find out uh, what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson? Because I do have a little something here for you that uh, that might be oh, kind of. Uh, well, no, I mean, we did talk about hard knocks at all. Apparently, like there was, you didn't have a favorite like anything from it. Well, I, just, from, I mean, I love Dan one Campbell. Hard knock to another. I mean, I love Dan <laughs> Dan Campbell. Uh, <laughs> Dan Campbell from seems... a hard knocks to a hard towel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You are unbelievable. Um, Yeah, big fan of Dan Campbell, but, you know, I don't know. I mean, if you're not into it, I don't want to steer us down a a path where, you know, no one's into it. He always has some interesting quotes, like talking about, you know, drowning people or something. (laughs) The other one was, uh, I don't care if you have three fingers and one ass cheek. Uh, I'm going to beat your ass or something like that. I'm going to take you out. Like, yeah, he's got, uh, he's he's a little uh, fired up, a little wound up there. It's, it's one of those things as a player, and you'll I always like harken back to thinking, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Like if I was sitting in that locker room, I'd be like, wait, what? 
like what is, what is that, those are the about? things that where you build up the momentum. You know, you're fired up, you're dialed in, you're listening to your coach, and then he, and then he says you. something about one ass and three fingers. You're going, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like completely changes the mood of everything going on. Like we had one coach when he would give us a pep talk. He, he would try to cuss, but you could tell he wasn't the type of guy that cussed very often because he would use a cuss word where it like, didn't make sense or it would be like a cuss word that just you're like, ah, that doesn't really go there. You know, it, just, it wasn't like a, a common uh, cuss word term, you know, and, you know, whether it was like MF, you know, or, or something like that, it, it, would, it would be like a different cuss word before the F word. And, and you're just like, that doesn't, that doesn't really sound right. But, but anyway, it was all attempt to, like, pump everyone up. And in the end, it just confused people. And then people kind of came away thinking, God, that was just weird. That was not what, I was, what he intended it to be. I forgot how many ex-players he has as coaches on his staff, whether it's Ton. Deuce Staley, Aaron oh, Glenn. I wanted to touch on that. Yeah. Because the toughest running back I've ever gone against is Deuce Staley. That was, my, that was like, my, my opponent twice a year. And it was funny seeing how animated he was about how he coaches and, and what he wants to get done and how he wants to destroy the offense or destroy the defense and the defenders when, when he gets out there on the field. He was an animated football player, and he was tough as hell. You know, we would come into the, to the game, and we would do that Apollo Creed Rocky deal. Like, we, we'd be looking at each other, and we'd be like, ding, ding, ding. Like, you know, bell is in, round is in, in, in session. And we had some, some classic battles. So I thought it was pretty cool seeing how he, him and Aaron Glenn um, reacted to, you know, interacted with one another and the amount of competitiveness, you know, in, in practices. You know, you got to believe that makes things a whole lot fun, more fun for the guys because you're seeing guys who have done it that, that you can relate to, that can relate to you. And they're being just as competitive as they were when they were players. I, I found that to be kind of, you know, I found that to be really cool. You know, just when you see, you know, old players. And, and of note, you know, Aaron Glenn is a, is a player of note. You know, Deuce Staley is a player. They're players of note. So I think that that's pretty cool when you have guys like that on coaching staffs. Mark Brunel's uh, the quarterbacks coach as well too. So yeah, he's got yeah. like a, a bunch of uh, former players there. Could you guys handle? I couldn't see you guys being able to handle. I think it would be too frustrating trying to coach somebody and them not being able to get it. I think you guys would lose your mind and take it out on somebody. I, I couldn't see you having the temperament to be a head coach at the pro level. I think it would be frustrating for you. I, I don't want to be a head coach at the high school level. I've, I've done it. <laughs> I don't want to be a head coach at the high school level, let alone college or pro. Why? <laughs> What's the front surprise? Just so much stuff to deal with. There's man. a lot of stuff that's not football related. It's it's way more stuff that's that's not football related that you have to deal with, and it's 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 garbage to be honest. It, it takes the fun out of it. You know, I thought it would be fun being a head coach, and I did it for three years. It's it's not it's not fun. Parents take the fun out of coaching. So once you go, get to the college level and now you got to deal with, you know, all of the things that, and the elements that go with that, a lot of people get it wrong. They think, they think guys don't get head coaching jobs because, you know, of coaching. <laughs> it's, it's probably more the majority of the reasons why people don't get coaching jobs 
are probably more likely not even football related. And and that's something, you know, isn't really discussed a whole lot and and a lot of, you know, kind of conversations when guys are passed over for jobs. But I'll tell you what, you're you're basically the head administrator. You're like the the CEO of of the team. And and it's it's difficult. It's a difficult deal. Uh, I think Not it was easy. I think Belichick talked about how one of the things that Bill Parcells did for him when he was an assistant there is that he would bring him in. It wouldn't even be football stuff. He'd be like, all right, so this is what I'm dealing with right now. And he said it really helped out because it's all the things that he never expected. Like never like, you know, guys unhappy about this. Uh, he's got a problem in his uh, in his marriage. And uh, and this is what I'm having to work through right now. And he said that helped him deal with all that stuff and be prepared for some of that crap when when he when it came time to be a head coach. So uh, yeah, it was a lot going on. But hey, listen, Hard Knocks is here. It's going to be a weekly event. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll uh, we'll get into it more later on. And uh, and it is the uh, the the start of football for well, some people. Out I mean, there. why can't you up. say your part like you're asking us stuff you haven't gotten into the stuff you like i mean i I like dan campbell i think he's funny i think he's entertaining i want to play for dan campbell he he gets me fired up he gets me excited and i do do want to play with dan campbell no i want to play for dan campbell and also i love how they sell hope the way they do because they're really good at it and you're and i'm starting to like i find myself halfway through the episode thinking god i really believe in this team dan (laughs) campbell like i'm really starting to think this team's got a chance and and then I look back at the history of Hard Knocks and teams that have been on Hard Knocks, and uh, majority of them end up being awful that year. So I just, uh, it, you know, it, I do think HBO does a really good job of selling that hope. Well, that was think my about takeaway. it. I mean, it, this is the same, you know, company that's produced all those twenty four seven series. Oh yeah, you know, I love twenty four seven. Oh yeah. Oh, they were great, but like, yeah. I'll never forget the Ricky Hatton Floyd Mayweather fight. I remember watching it, thinking like, oh. Ricky Hatton's got a shot, man. Like he's, yeah. he's got a shot. And then he gets in the fight, you're going, oh, he God, he's no awful. Yeah. Like, by the way, that was it for Ricky Hatton. Like, after that fight, uh, you don't really, you didn't really hear as much about him. Oh, well, that, was, that was done. He fought Pacquiao, and Pacquiao knocked him out with that yeah. left hand, and, and I thought he killed him. I, I thought Ricky Hatton had died in the second round. I think it was the second round knockout, and then, yeah, he sort of fell apart. He's actually making a comeback, Ricky Hatton. Yeah. I, I think well, he's going to come back recently. He's going to he's going to try fighting again because I think that he uh, he got really into drugs. He got really overweight. Like his life went. He got so depressed that was after the Pacquiao knockout. Too, right? Yeah, he, he, yeah, uh, he they, had... they would call him Ricky Fatten Fat, yeah, because he would put on so much weight in between fights. And there's a UFC guy called Patty Pimblett now, mm-hmm. who's the same way. He's a British fighter. And he gets he gets down really lean, gets down to fighting weight, and then blows up afterwards. Puts on like 40, 50 pounds in between fights. Tyson so. Fury had that that yeah. problem. Maybe Tyson Fury motivated and inspired Ricky Hatton to, to make this comeback. I would have never thought that that Tyson Fury would go from where he was at to where he is now. Yeah, like the, it's an amazing story. So so shouts out to Ricky Hatton. Good luck to you, bro. How about that? Started How off with that? hard knocks, ended but, up with yeah, Ricky no, Hatton. Going going yeah. back to the initial point though, 
they do yeah. good, do a good job of selling hope. Yeah, they listen, I, I believe it. I actually think they might win six games this year, six seven games this year for the Lions. I mean, they're going to be they're better over, than the Bears. Like six and a half. Who eh, knows? Uh, I mean, who knows? I mean, uh, I just uh, you know, I, I came away from that going, man, I'm a believer now. I'm, I'm a believer. This is a, a possible playoff team, and then uh, the season's going to start, and I'm going to look like a horse's ass. You but, know what's tough is they don't have an easy schedule. I mean, when you look at it, obviously you got to play Minnesota and Green Bay twice, but. It's just it, – it's not an easy schedule. It's, it's one where, like, the, them, the Jets, there's a couple others where I looked at I'm like, shouldn't be this hard for a team that was so bad, you know? <laughs> like, I just – I feel like the NFL does them no favors. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it'll be rough. Uh, it is Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. On Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. 
Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installed near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their michelin test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> oh, Two man. pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. Come on, Brady. Come on, let's do it, man. Drop uh, it. I, I didn't want to partake in that. Oh, I felt okay. like uh, LaVar was offended by the last time <laughs> yeah. so. No, yeah, I very, wasn't offended. Very easily offended, Just, right? That was a good way out, Brady. I, I, I didn't want to partake with him either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very easily See? offended. On yeah. the same page, though. Um, it is corny. Uh, what you trying to say, Joe Nats? It's, uh, it's two pros Berto, and a cup of Joe you're not going to hit it? You're not going to hit that? Fox Sports Radio. LeVar is very easily offended. Uh, you're not, not going to hit that? No? That's, oh, that was no, a joke. On that Come on. Oh, that was a joke. Please. Oh, man. Nobody's, you can't be sensitive Racist. on this show. Right? No, you cannot be. Racist. Yeah, you, can't. you will get eaten alive. Yeah. Speaking of eating alive, can I just say this? Uh-oh. I need to start smoking hookah oh, or crack. Whoa. I've got to do one or the other. Because I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting different extremes. Well, I'm come just on, saying, on, I, I gotta, I gotta get some sort of nicotine or something toxic in my blood because I'm getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. They're destroying me. Like I've mm. got mosquito bites everywhere, and I've heard that if you smoke, they don't want anything to do with your blood. Like really? so, yeah, I've heard that if you smoke, you don't get mosquito bites because your blood has got. Uh, let me dispel that, that rumor. You have a habit. You have a habit so deadly or bad for you that even a mosquito is like, ah, no, no, I'm going to move on. That is not true. What do you mean it's not true? You never seen that Tabasco commercial where the mosquito bites the guy and flies off and explodes? That's not true? No, the mosquitoes be chilling, smoking hookah right with you or crack. (laughs) Although I cannot confirm the crack. Crack smoking mosquito? Crack smoking mosquitoes. I don't buy it. I mean, listen, oh, I've, I've got, I've got, I'm riddled with it right all over my body from, uh, yeah, it's just terrible. It's terrible, man. 
I got to get some sort you look of spray like you got or like something. chicken pox, the monkey pox. Yeah, it's awful. Like I, I, I always thought it was weird I, when you would go to a bar in the south. It, it would be outside. They would always have a, a thing of mosquito spray behind the bar top, and I never understood why. And then you deal with mosquitoes, you go, oh, it's a real thing. And I think it just I, I forgot about it. And this summer, for whatever reason, I've just been chewed up, man. It's you know, they always had the zappers I, in the south too. I, th- yeah. I thought I thought you guys didn't have mosquitoes out in California. Oh, we got them. Oh, you got them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm being sold a lot of reasons why people live out there and they're not coming to true. Yeah. Like they said, it never rains. It rains never rains. There. Greatest weather. There's yeah. actually no traffic where we live. Yeah. Uh, no you know, the cost of, cost of living isn't that expensive. <laughs> yeah. We live in a cardboard box. It's all a lie. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it it's really is. Like, pe- people are just in denial, huh? They're like, well. Yeah, in fact, the mosquitoes are aggressive this time of yeah, the year. Yeah, they are. Jordan yeah. said they're big, too. Like, they look like pterodactyls. Well, here's, yeah. I think, an interesting piece of, of, of information. The big pterodactyl-looking ones are males, and they're not the, the ones that, that bite you. They're not the ones that are blood suckers. It's mm. the females. Huh. It's the little ones. And that's why you generally never see when when you're getting hit by a mosquito because it's the, it's the little ones that hit you up. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Just you so you know, you don't really feel it at first either. You just wake up the next morning and it looks and, like and uh, have braille. A yeah. yeah, all over your legs. It looks like braille all over my it does. legs. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's bad, man. And I just, I think they've really gotten aggressive because once they lifted the mask rule for like two weeks, they just thought, you know what, we'll get after it a little bit now. We're just going to start taking out our frustrations at everybody. Everybody's tired of the uh, the mask rules here in Southern California, and so now the mos- mosquitoes are taking it so, out. On so what you're saying is mosquitoes were actually masked by the mask rules. Come on, as well. everybody was masked up out here. So mm-hmm. and now mosquitoes have uh, have taken liberties on people. I just, I got to come up with a solution, and if it means I got to start like smoking. Uh, uh, synthetic weed or something like that. Whatever, whatever needs to get done needs to get done. It's not going to work. Right. So, there's something wrong with you, man. Just saying. I'm looking for options, and I, and I bought one of those candles, and the candle's not doing the trick. So if i got to put something bad in my body to make it happen, I'll go on steroids again. I, I'll tell you. I, so we just got one for our daughter, an anklet. I'll let you know if it works because she gets – she likes playing in, in like, the, the – the bits like the rose bits and stuff like that that like you know where the shrubs are and she gets tore up so we we gotta i think we got a a wrist a, a, a anklet if it works i'll, I'll let you know yeah I'll, I'll try the anklet first and if not i'll go to a lung dart after that and then and then Man, and then we got and then i'm just gonna wear pants my then entire you're gonna life go to the left-handed lung dart. Yep. I, yeah, okay. Like these are the the phases we got to go through. Or then maybe you'll take an experience and take a trip, and use a psychedelic. And you know what the the mosquito bites won't even work or matter because your mind and your your body will be in such a different state and a different place of peace and balance that you know nothing will bother you. I see, and back to back MVPs after that. I see. I mean, yeah. How about it? Makes sense to me. How about it? Um, well, somebody who's not an MVP. Uh oh. Deshaun Watson. Mm. Uh, Roger Goodell uh, spoke wow. yesterday about um, the thinking behind the NFL's uh, one year, why, why they're looking at a more strict penalty for Deshaun Watson and why they asked for a full season. And uh, here's what he had to say. We've seen the evidence. She was very clear about the evidence. Uh, she reinforced the evidence. 
that there was multiple violations here and they were egregious and it was predatory behavior. That's, those are things that we felt, um, we always felt were really important for us to address. Yeah, so that'll just about do it on the uh, the six-game suspension for Deshaun Watson. Uh, at this point, it's going to be millions of dollars, and it's going to be many more games. And I'm just wondering, are we looking at a full can season, I, or are they going to meet somewhere in the middle? Can I ask a simple question here? Yeah. If the commissioner of a company comes out and says predatorial behavior <laughs> as it applies to the topic of conversation, Am I missing something here? How is that per like if if somebody in the front office exhibited egregious and predatorial behavior, if someone in regular corporate America exhibited egregious and predatorial behavior, would they just be fined and suspended for a little bit and no. come back to their job? They'd be gone. Yeah, they'd be gone. I just find that to be a tad bit interesting. Okay, that's all. I was just figuring I get that I believe that's why, look, I I believe that's why they're pushing for a a, a one-year suspension and a fine. And I I think that's also the reason why he's probably felt the need to speak out um, because he understands the gravity of of the situation and, you know, what the narrative is out there and that their process that they tried to put together with Sue L. Robinson – they don't feel like it was just for the actions that were committed by Deshaun Watson. And that she probably ruled not so much on the evidence that was displayed, but more so on their previous process of how they've gone about punishing players, whether it was Zeke Elliott or Ben Roethlisberger or whoever else you want to throw into the conversation. I think she used that more as her precedent for the six-game suspension. Whereas Roger Goodell and his team are like, no, 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 no. Based on what she said about the evidence, you know, clearly – he violated the player conduct policy in an egregious way. And we want to make sure that he's punished for that. I mean, he went on to talk about how, you know, you had four different cases that she reviewed, all of which he felt like, um, obviously, uh, you know, he, he violated the player conduct policy in each one of those cases and, and said, are, are, are you viewing them all as one or do you view them all individually? Which would make, you know, make him a repeat offender, which we obviously know that. But because they reviewed them all individually, at least the NFL, that's what the case they're making. Now they're saying, yeah, this has to be a harsher penalty because it's not just one, it's multiple. Even though they're looking at it as, as one situation that there's players dealing with. So I, I think he's, look, he's been very public. And the, the NFL has been public about pushing for a one-year suspension for a while. But I also think that's in an effort to get him to settle. I, I do think there's still a the chance that, you know, when you have the commissioner who is appointing the person who's going to take over to make a decision on this, and he's basically saying publicly, a year, a year, a year, he's trying to get you to come to the table and say, okay, uncle, I, I will do 12 games, I'll pay a $10 million fine, and, and let's, let's cut it at that, and let's move past this. Otherwise, they're going to wait for Peter G. Harvey to then give this sort of suspension, or you know, or or maybe he'll he'll do a twelve game, ten million, just so it looks like this isn't some kangaroo court, and whoever Roger Goodell appoints in the future is just going to abide by whatever Roger Goodell says, because that's the other portion of this is they're probably to some degree based on this process. It looks bad if the guy's publicly stating what he thinks should happen, and it does happen exactly what he says. Then it's like, well, you might as well have Roger Goodell there in the first place. Yeah, you so- know what's bad. 
is saying predatorial behavior yeah. in the it public. Sounds awful. I mean, I, I mean, maybe I'm it, I, maybe true, I'm though. missing something here. He's 100 percent true, though. Like he's but 100% maybe right. am I missing something? Because when the commissioner of the league comes out and says predatorial behavior, I mean that should be that should be like. That's the the Black Widow. That's that's the the kiss of death. That's the long good night. Like I don't I don't maybe I missed something here. But when the commissioner says predatorial behavior as it applies to women, as it applies to women, it wasn't predatorial behavior towards anything else. We're talking women. I think that that to me, wow. Once you've gone down that road, I, I almost feel like there's no coming back from that. Well, that seems to me to be an indicator that he's going to get whatever this punishment's going to be, and that might be Roger Goodell give, shooting up a flare gun saying, if there's another case of this or if he does this again, he's out for good. Like, that this is, like here's your initial punishment. If if he falls back to this or another one of these pops up down the road where he where he's there's another example of this or he goes on another one of these predatorial strings of behavior, he's gone, gone for good. Like because I, I don't think he can go that he can indefinitely suspend him based on that. And maybe to Brady's point where he says, look, I, I feel like a, a full year is this, and he comes out really strong, and it kind of p- uh, pushes and forces Deshaun Watson and his side to to want to come back to the table and accept what the original proposal was, which was the 12 games and the $10 million. But, yeah, I think Roger Goodell's letting everybody know, like, if this happens again, he's going to be gone for good. He like, also let the world know that they're only going to suspend and fine a guy that is exhibiting predatorial behavior towards women. I mean, that is also what he's saying, right? No, I mean, you mean like that, no or yes? No, I don't think he's. That's what he's saying. He'll he'll suspend and fine anybody that violates whatever was in yeah, the, the CBA. Yeah, the player conduct policy. Yeah, and I mean, so, I, I think so. He's not saying that we're just going to fine and suspend this guy that has predatorial behavior and continue to have him be employed where, I mean, it's something different. I, I guess I'm I don't really understand what you're asking. I'm confused because if you are saying that this guy is exhibiting predatorial behavior, you're saying that this is only good enough or this is only serious enough to fine him and suspend him for, for 12 games. Like that's a that's a twelve game limit and uh, x amount of dollars fine on somebody who is exhibiting predatorial behavior. Well, he's like, he's he's claiming a year. That's what he's yeah. saying. Yeah, I mean, let me ask you this: if if you heard the commissioner say predatorial behavior and you knew it was towards women, how would you feel about him being in the in the locker room with you? Well, here's the reality: is I, I said this earlier this week to you. Like, in these situations, this is where I look at it, and I always say this. If it was me, like, there's no place for you to be in the NFL. Like, that's how I would handle all this stuff. There's too much talent. There's too many other people who do things the right way and and, and don't have these sorts of acts. That's setting a precedence. What you're saying right now is setting a precedence. Right, but, but that's how I've always felt about this is, Everyone wants to always make an exception because of the talent. And no one's going to dispute that Deshaun Watson's a ridiculously talented quarterback and can be a very successful quarterback. 
But the problem for me is if I'm in Roger Goodell's shoes or anyone else, you know, else's shoes, there's another draft class coming in next year. There'll be free agents coming next. That team that he's on, whether it's the Browns, Texans, whoever, in this case, obviously talking to Sean Watson, they'll find a solution. Like, the Houston Texans are moving forward with Davis Mills. I, I don't yeah. know if he'll be anywhere close to as good as Watson. Probably not. But the reality is they're moving on. The Browns, they would move on. Like, that's how the league works. And so I personally never really understand when you have some of these heinous acts, and I get it, they're not criminal in nature, but they, to me they don't need to be because you've already set up the player conduct policy within a collective bargaining agreement. That means if you really want to protect the shield, the, the image of, of the league and everything else, then he's got to go. Kick rocks. Go, go yeah. elsewhere. Go, go find somewhere else to play then because you've got talent. You've got other people who are begging to take that spot that aren't going to do the wrong thing when put in a situation that are going to do the right thing. So See, that's correct. That's, and that's what me to me, that's when you hear the word predatorial behavior or the words predatorial behavior, that there's no place for that. There's no place for that. Like you don't say, yeah, but we're just going to suspend them or we're going to find them. We're going to suspend like, no, you don't, you don't just find and suspend somebody who has shown you they have predatorial behavior and their actions were also egregious. Like you don't just, that's not setting a precedence. That's not that, that to me is, is very dangerous. In fact, if you ask me, that is a dangerous, that is a dangerous statement to have. And the result, the end result, is just a suspension and a fine. Did Ray, if you ask me, did Ray Rice ever play in the league again? Never played. He, he never. Down. So once that video no. came out, that was it. Done. It was over. Never Which played is, again. The interesting thing about that, I think that was a learning lesson for the NFL, was you know the video comes out after he's suspended, right? Yeah. He was suspended two games. Two. And then the video came out, and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> like this is way worse than we thought." And I think from then on. They base and I, and I don't know this for a fact. I would assume though, there was an unwritten rule where like you're not signing this guy, you know. And everyone tried to make it. Well, he was you know 30 years old as a running back and into his career all this stuff. Ray Rice could still play. Yeah. Like bottom line, he could have still played. There was an unwritten rule where like no one's touched him. He's radioactive. Again, no criminal charges because he ended up marrying that. that that's his wife, I believe. Now that yeah. is his wife. And so there was no criminal charge to it. But again. The, co- the conduct of the player shouldn't have to necessarily be criminal in nature if it, doesn't, if it breaks the player conduct policy. And it's so heinous in this point that you should be able to say to the player, I'm sorry, we, we can't let you come back. Like it, we believe that protecting the shield, protecting the 32 brands in the NFL, and the reputation of all these, it's not worth it for us. But clearly in this case – the talent of Deshaun Watson outweighs whatever media hit, whatever public perception the NFL or the Browns or anyone's going to take in this whole mess. I never heard Ray Rice referenced, referred to as what he did had predatorial behavior connected to it. Because he did it once, report, yeah. allegedly. Just think about of. it. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, just think about it. Anger issues, abusive, sure. But predatorial, like... I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm putting too much meaning on the word. No, you're I not. Just know. I mean, they've got a movie coming out. They've got a new Predator movie coming out. That's a good I mean, point. And, and I, don't, I saw the previous four. It looks good. But, yeah. like, that's – I mean, I'm, I know what you're saying. I, yeah. I just think when I hear – like, when I hear something like having daughters, you know, or even, even just thinking about your children, period. 
because it doesn't have to be limited to a, a, a gender. If you're saying someone is exhibiting predatorial behavior, that means they're hunting. They're hunting something. They're hunting something down. And to me, they're, they're, that is that is tremendously damning, if you ask me. Like, so we're we're employing. It's okay to employ someone who exhibits predatorial behavior. Wow. I, I mean, that's kind of deep to me. Uh, just that might just be me, though. I mean, that's just that's kind of deep. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their hand-cooked test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be yeah, rock on, man. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady <laughs> Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. You can hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever you are making us a part of your Wednesday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We will take you all the way up through the end of the hour, 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. Yeah, fired up. Hour three. Is this the UFC uh, intro music or used to be? No. <laughs> no, but I know what. <laughs> Come I know on, what you're Levar. talking about. Oh. Jonas would know that. Yeah, he would come on. Yeah. He would never allow that to I'm happen. I'm all over that, show. man. Oh, yeah. sorry. By the way, that, that song uh, is also old that you just heard. It's called Ball Tongue by Korn. 94. 1994. Okay. How about it? Ball, ball Tongue. Yeah, it's called yep. Ball Tongue. Okay. By the way, I'm just saying, like, this is... Ball uh, Tongue. Yeah. It's the name of the song. What? A lot Say of people it again. Ask. Say it again, Berto. Ball Tongue. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, just, I see the look on his face. Oh, I'm um, sure. <laughs> My lover balls. Of course he does. Yeah. Um, so we have uh, we've got Roger Goodell talking. Uh, we've obviously talked about the Deshaun Watson situation uh, and the uh, comments he had to say about that. Uh, there was another scandal in the NFL this offseason. Uh, it was the uh, Dolphins um, and the Tom Brady and the Sean Payton and the punishment for that. And then also Brian Flores's. Uh, allegations saying that uh, they were bribing him to tank games and uh, so Roger Goodell uh, spoke about the findings when it came to that Uh, this was the commissioner yesterday the integrity of the game is critically important I think the findings were very clear on the champing charges and uh, you know while tanking clearly did not happen here I think we all have to understand that our words and our actions have implications can be interpreted we have to be careful so Brady, I'm assuming. I mean, everybody can move on now. I mean, I don't know what the what the issue is here. I think everybody can move on from this uh, when it comes to Brian Flores' allegations. Uh, there was no tanking. They did a, a full di- deep dive into this. They looked into it, and and as Roger Goodell said, look, he got punished. Stephen Ross made some comments, but they weren't made in a serious manner. And it feels like everybody's ready to move on, don't you think? It's time for everybody uh, uh, yeah. To move I on. mean, tell Mike Florio that oh, he, he no. seems to have a uh, a red ass uh, for Roger Goodell and this whole process. Maybe it's just Stephen Ross. I'm not sure who burned him, but um, he he can't seem to let it go. And the one thing staring, I think, anyone out there who is is looking at the accusations of Brian Flores and the lawsuit that was filed uh, against him and why it hasn't been successful or or why they haven't been able to find anything is there was no substantiated evidence. And so I'm not going to act like I know whether or not Stephen Ross said it in a serious manner and it was documented necessarily because they don't have enough evidence to prove otherwise. 
But I also am not ignorant enough to, to sit there and think that you should go on a media tour upon filing a lawsuit that doesn't have any substantiated evidence behind it and start proclaiming this to be the case if you can't prove it. Because now this just falls you know, on the floor on deaf ears and people go, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was an accusation that was made that didn't have any merit behind it, even if it actually did, like even if it actually took place. And so the, the first part of that is it was either – it just fumbled in regards to how it was portrayed and rolled out initially, or they felt like that was their best shot of gaining some momentum and some steam and validity to all this or even to get the NFL just to investigate this. But regardless of all that, the thing that stands the accusations or stares it right in the face, and, and you would think it's otherwise, and Mike Florio or anyone else can deny it, is no player on any team is going to tank. And so you could sit there and say, we well, yeah, had the organization hopes we have a better job position next year, sure. But that's not the guys on the field, what they're thinking. And any opportunity anyone gets, they're going to go out there and try to ball out because they know it incentivizes them to either make the team or make any other team for that matter. Everything you do on the field is part of your resume. And that's, and that's something that it, it, it's undeniable. And it's, it's one where even if a coach told you to go in there and tank, you're not going to do it because it's career suicide. And I don't think any player would put his trust in an assistant coach or a coach who would ask him to do that. And I don't think a coach would ask him to do it because the coach's job, it would be career suicide. And, and I think Brian Flores knew it, which is why, you know, even if it was true, he didn't follow through with it. And, and furthermore, no player would follow through with it. So if you want to say, hey, they stacked the deck, they played some younger players and all that, the hard part is, is that ended up, you know, not necessarily being how the season turned out. But even in that reality, it's just you wouldn't see a player ever risk their career to buy into this in the hopes that what? Someone's going to keep you around on the roster? Like, there's no chance of that. Because even if you had made good with that team, because the owner or someone in the front office had asked you uh, to you know, throw a game or you know, not play up the par, you're killing yourself in every opportunity for anything after that team. All the 31 other teams that see that on film, and they're going to say, what's up with that? And if that ever became public, your career would be over, aside from all the allegations that would come along with it in regards to the, the gambling world or the gaming world. So there's obviously a lot of layers to this, but it, it seems like this is kind of a case you know, shut closed, although some people are still trying to keep it alive. You ultimately have to add health to that list of things that players won't try to sacrifice as well. You're not, you're not, it, when you're tanking, that means that you're not putting forth a, a maximum effort. And when you're not putting forth a ma- maximum effort, and you're probably dealing with a team, an opponent that they're putting foot forth their 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 best effort. You get hurt. You know, you get hurt in those those scenarios. And and so to me, you know, the whole tanking thing, I've I've always found that to be strange because I don't think that in football it's one of those rare sports. Like you look at basketball, you can tank. You could tank in basketball and people watch it take place. You'll see the best players sitting out in street clothes behind the bench or on the bench watching other guys play. It happens That's every tanking. year. Every yeah, year it's it tanking. Yep. But and unless unless you take those players out that you believe give you the best opportunity to win. Now, if Brian Flores could show that, that he wasn't dressing his starters – for for and and even if he couldn't prove directly 
that the reasoning was tanking, people would sit there and be like, okay, I remember when all those dudes were sitting out. Why, why weren't they playing? You know, and, and if they weren't all hurt or you put them on, say you put them on a list where they weren't able to play because of their health and stuff like that. Well, then now you, there's records. So you got to be, you know, you got to be mindful of the fact that if you're just holding guys out, but they could have played, you can go back to the, to the records of what, what comes out of the training room as to what was the seriousness of nature of what kept them out of the game. So to me, you never saw anything take place, and here's the word of the day, that was egregious enough to sit there and say you were trying to tank games. If you have your starters in the game and those are the guys that are your starters were projected as your starters, there's no way you can justify that that you're tanking games because those players, as Q just mentioned so well, they're not going to go out there and risk their reputations. They're not going to risk their jobs. They're not going to risk their health on the merits of a coach saying, yeah, we need to lose these games so that we can get uh, Trevor Lawrence in, in next year's draft. I'd be like, Trevor Lawrence can bleep the bleep the bleep. These bleep the bleep the bleeps. Like, ain't nobody worried about Trevor Lawrence. I don't, care. I don't give a God, good God darn how good he is. So you're not going to get guys, grown-ass men, sitting there like, oh, yeah, let's tank so we can get Trevor Lawrence so that we can win. Like, ain't nobody doing that. There's a big difference between tanking a game and sitting players because you realize the season's over and maybe you don't want to get anybody injured and you're moving forward and looking towards the future. I, I think there's a big difference. And the guys that you do put in the game, the backups, what, are they just going to go ahead and sign up and say, oh, yeah, we're backups, but we're going to go ahead and follow the coach's cue and uh, we're going to follow the organization's cue and we're going to half-ass it and try and – no, aren't, they're, they're trying to make rosters elsewhere. They're trying to put good, uh, good stuff on tape to get signed elsewhere if it doesn't work with that current team. That's why it doesn't make sense. And then there was also this report that came out. Remember they had unequivocal uh, – there was evidence, there was proof uh, that he was instructed and he was bribed $100,000. What happened to that proof? Because I would think that the NFL would take this allegation a lot more serious than they would a tampering charge. Tampering it probably happens a lot in the NFL. As much as they took it seriously, I think they would take somebody tanking games with their relationships with gambling sites and gambling companies and the integrity of the game, as he pointed out. I think they would look pretty deep into that to find out if it was true and, and try and kill it and, and nip it in the bud, so to speak, if that were the case. I just I don't think I think this got a lot of attention early on. I think a lot of people rallied around Brian Flores because it was the, the trendy thing to do on social social media and then ultimately you find out there wasn't enough there for them to go down that road that he wanted them to go down when it came to them you know potentially tanking games in Miami I just don't I'll be it. honest with you too I feel like this like this hurts progress in regards to a lot of things that the NFL is trying to improve upon whether it's from diversity hiring etc you know because there, there was a lot of racial implications that came along with this and this wasn't just – I mean, it's not like that solely exists amongst minority coaches in the NFL. I mean, there's been you – could, you could make the case that back in 2011, what was it, right, when Andrew Luck was uh, presumed to be the number one overall pick, 
the Colts, the whole suck for luck. Like that was that whole strategy that year, right? Yeah. The Peyton Manning neck injury and all that. You know, there was all those thoughts to, you know, teams for a long time trying to position themselves in the draft in order to be able to, you know, get that top quarterback. I mean, that's why if I was the NFL and I took, and I took this seriously and I thought it was a problem, I would just institute a lottery. Like that kind of solves the issue because even though it still happens in the NBA and they'll, and they'll go to try to do that, it still makes it really difficult to get that number one game changer overall prospect. I mean, as good as some of the top picks are in the NBA draft, they're still, and then obviously they can have a huge impact if they come in and be the guy you hope they're going to be. It, it still doesn't like pan out oftentimes. And in the NFL, it's, it's even, even harder to do that. A, because you've got you know, 10 other guys on each side of the ball you're playing with, so your impact is lessened. But even more than that, there's so many variables that play a factor in the success of any player with the situation and circumstance they enter into. So that's the hard thing, too, is that I think it, it, it keeps us away from, from buying into certain things when you know, people make accusations and there's not as much behind it or you can't find as much behind it. It becomes difficult, I think, then to believe in the next person where those accusations or allegations could be true, right? There might be damning evidence behind it, but people are like, oh, no, here we go again. And that's, I think that's the hard thing about this is, too. Uh, is Flores still in position to get a settlement on this, you think? Out, settle out of court? Didn't he already? Wasn't there some sort of a settlement already Was done? there already a settlement? I thought there wasn't there. Or, uh, or maybe I, because I, he took a job with Pittsburgh that wiped it out. I don't know that that he actually wipes but, it out. No, I, I the, think, law, the lawsuit still was active when he went to Pittsburgh. Well, I think the, the hard thing is, is if they can't prove it, then he's going to end up having to pay probably the legal fees or whatever damages to, uh, to Stephen Ross. Because remember, Ross is the one that called out and first started talking about defamatory, right? right. And, and when you start defaming someone, like there's a potential chance of a countersuit or saying, like, look, we won't, you know, we won't sue back because obviously nothing came from this. You didn't have any evidence. But we'll decide not to sue you back and go our separate ways, but you're not getting anything in severance. So there, there's a lot of different ways it could go, but I'm not sure he got anything uh, from all that. Do you guys think, all right, so he aired out the Dolphins, obviously. He aired out the Giants and their hiring process, which started all this. He accused John Elway and people with the Broncos of showing up to his interview drunk. Don't forget Belichick. Yeah, and that. Don't you think he's pretty fortunate to have a job right now in the league? Like, seriously, when you air out, like, everybody knows each other. You've aired out four teams and made accusations like, hey, the Broncos guys showed up drunk. That's that's pretty damning in itself. He's lucky he has a gig right now in the league at all based on what he did. Don't you think? Yes. Uh, I I, I wouldn't say that necessarily. I mean, he's a good coach. He, He should have a job in the league. He probably should be a head coach at some point in time. I think it just comes down to more, you know, the legal side of things is the legal side of things, you know, and, and so I'm not going to intertwine the two. Uh, the, the hard part, again, is that, you know, there just there wasn't anything behind the accusations. There wasn't really any hard evidence uh, to, to prove what he was claiming. And I think, he, you know, he can he's still going to have equity built up within the coaches he knows in the community to get jobs. But the next time he goes for a head coaching interview outside of his, his resume, which obviously he was a winning football coach, um, especially if you look at you know, his last couple of years there, there's always going to be that concern of being guarded about anything you, you say and do around him and, and you know, what he may do in, in turn with that information. 
Um, so you mentioned the lottery. Can we? I just want to kick the tires on this real quick. In the NBA, any any team that doesn't make the playoffs, they go into the lottery automatically. Is that how you would do it in the NFL, or would you just include like the bottom five teams? Because anybody on the verge of making the playoffs in the NFL would just say, "Oh, I don't want to be a seven seed. We'll just we'll sit this one out and try and get into the lottery." Would you do it just the bottom, the teams that finish last in their divisions? Like, how would you structure this lottery, Brady? If you had to, um, I, I don't know. It's it's tough. It's tough to call because the one thing about um, not having the lottery that draws suspense is the ability for a team to make a blockbuster trade and move up. And that's part of the drama of the draft. And that's part of the risk reward you take as an organization to if, if you're desperate enough and you might find a team that's sitting at the number one spot that doesn't need a franchise quarterback. Right. Either the franchise quarterback got injured or he's or he's young. Right. Jacksonville Jaguars, for example, um, you know, you have the ability to orchestrate a trade, which ends up adding more drama to it. You know, if you, I mean, and maybe you, you still say, well, that's still a, a potential chance in a lottery system. Sure. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I think that's the hard part is where do you draw the line? You draw it at five, you draw it at 10. Yeah. Um, Cause I think you could make a case that some of the teams that are drafting the top 10 are still bad football teams. They have been for a long time. And, you know, do you, maybe some of those are closer to being a, being a winning football team and not being in that, that group. But I don't think I'm going to take, you know, the other uh, – what's the math? The other, what, 18 teams, 14 now go to the playoffs? So there are 18 teams in our lottery? That, no, no chance. That's way too many. It'd have to be like five or ten or yeah, something like that. That would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.